It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The host of Locked On Cardinals, Alex Clancy, certainly sees eye-to-eye with me on some of my Cliff Kingsbury concerns, but he's also introduced some ammo to help me fight my confirmation bias. That and more Coming up on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. And welcome into today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, Every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you're listening to this podcast. And you can continue this conversation with me by becoming a Locked On Commanders insider. Go to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders. And from there, you'll get text messages from me. You can send them to me. We'll talk about inside information, analysis, exclusive content, all kinds of one-on-one conversations with me via text message. Again, joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Commanders to sign up for that today. I'm David Harrison, credential member of the media covering the Washington Commanders for commandercountry.com, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. And I'm here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And as always, everydayers, I appreciate your continued support for the program. Today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs, which helps you find the qualified candidates candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. On today's episode, I'm going to share with you some of my first impressions after meeting head coach Dan Quinn for the first time. We're going to dive further into the fight against confirmation bias. But first, let's bring in host of Locked On Cardinals, Alex Clancy, to discuss what Washington is getting in new offensive coordinator, Cliff Kingsbury. They're on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Alex, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us here. I know you're you're on you're on West Coast time. We're on East Coast time. So getting up early to talk to me here on a, on a Monday morning. Uh, I appreciate it. I'm going to, I'm going to appreciate it for my listeners as well. And let's just dive right into it, brother, man. What, what, what are the Washington players getting in Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury? They're getting a guy. And this is what I DM'd you on Twitter. When you asked me initially what they're getting, um, this is my favorite phrase to use to kind of dumb down in layman's terms. Cause this is how I think in layman's terms is mm-hmm. he puts together a great movie trailer, but sometimes the movie isn't so good. So you see brilliance out of him. You're like, where did that come from? And why haven't we seen it in three games kind of energy? And then there's times where it's like, man, he can't script the right 15 plays after being able to scheme for a team all week. So you get the full gambit of Cliff Kingsbury. Now, the one thing that you will get, players will love him. So that's something with, I know that Eric Bien, like I'm not exactly sure you know a lot better than me, but 
Cliff Kingsbury used to bring out fruit trays for people to have during practice. He used to give them cell phone breaks. He used to give them things that other head coaches wouldn't because in this day and age, it's, it's all about, you know, comfortability and things like that. Sometimes you need it. Sometimes it's, it's a deterrent. But all in all, with Cliff Kingsbury, he's frustrating because he doesn't show you his greatness as much as he probably should. Yeah. And what do you, what do you think it is? What do you think it is that's holding that back from – Kind of, you know, we, we talk a lot about coordinators and coaches defeating themselves, getting too cute. Is it is it that is that he tries to kind of be too clever or is there something else you think uh, holding him from really reaching the top of his potential? You know, that's an interesting way to put it. I mean, getting too clever, trying to trying to look smarter than he needs to, I think, is something mm-hmm. like that. I think the biggest issue with him is his and this is going to this is the, the shivers that people you never want to hear from any about anybody, especially calling plays on offense he lacks the ability to adapt in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. So if a defense schemes properly, we saw right away, it didn't matter who the Cardinals were playing. I mean, I think they were 10 and two, they traveled to Detroit, Dan Campbell's first year, and they get shellacked on the road um, at Ford field. Just like, and it's like, they're the one seed in the NFC. This is, this should yeah. not be happening to that bad Detroit Lions team. They had the right defensive scheme. Cliff Kingsbury wasn't able to adapt, but the, the thing that the saving grace in all of this was, he was also the head coach. Okay, Mm -hmm. and he was a first time head coach calling the plays, never been on an offensive field before, aside from when he played for 10 minutes for the Patriots and otherwise. It's like, I think just being an OC will serve him well, or he won't have an NFL job after this one if this doesn't work. You know, I think that's fair. Yeah. I mean, looking at this as kind of a last chance, you know, type of type of situation. But let's talk about that. I mean, when when you take away the head coaching part and you think back to why his Arizona Cardinals tenure didn't work out or you know, ended the way that it ultimately did. Where do you think Cliff needed to learn the most from his experience in Arizona to today? It's a good question. I mean, the one issue that I like the main issue above all else is the guys were ready to play. Like it wasn't, this wasn't like a say what you want about not having a raw, raw head coach. It doesn't have to be Dan Campbell screaming like a maniac on the sideline. It doesn't have to be that. It doesn't have to be Pete Carroll, you know, running up and down like a, like an Olympian sprinter all game. It needs to be a guy that you just go into the locker room. He's the leader of this team. We didn't know who the leader of the Arizona Cardinals was for four years. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Gannon within one preseason game, you knew who the head coach was. You knew who the leader was. And I think that's something that, alleviating that stressor of him having to lead the team because DQ's got that handled. I think he'll be able to be the fun uncle while being able to not have that pressure of leading the team while play calling. And I, and listen, you know me, I'm one of the toughest critics of of Cliff out there, maybe to a fault and maybe a little bit more than I should be. There was so much that we saw from him that was like, where the hell has that been? Why, why are you running go routes on third and two instead of just running the ball up the gut with James Conner? Like he tried to make things more fantastical than they needed to be when boring football usually works. Run the ball, run play action, throw to your tight end on third down and call it a day. I love that analogy, man. I love the cool uncle analogy or the fun uncle, excuse me, the fun uncle analogy. Uh, it actually kind of takes me, it took me right back to Eric Bianchi and Ron Rivera, where EB, you can almost say, is the overly strict uncle trying to yeah. raise his brother's children for him while the father is there saying, no, dude, like, here's the way I want to do it. So that's a very, that's a very cool analogy. I think that you hit the nail right on the head. Last question for you, Alex, before I let you go here. If you're describing the perfect Cliff Kingsbury quarterback, who is it? I don't know. He said Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> said Caleb Williams, he said Baker, he said Kyler. Um, 
uh, just to be easy, Drake May? I mean, is that the easy way to say it? I, I know that there's all right. of this hullabaloo about, you know, now it's got to be – Caleb Williams and Cliff Kingsbury were together for like 10 minutes, okay? Yeah. And Lincoln Riley, his buddy, did him a, did him a solid to give him a job, okay? And the offense did look gr- – like USC regressed this year. So let's not yeah. have that conversation like it has to be that. For him, it has to be a guy that is not a pure, you know, stick-up rear pocket passer. That's the only thing it can't be because I don't think Cliff has the play calling chops from first to last play call of the game where if it breaks down, if the legs aren't possible for a quarterback, that's doomsday. And I and luckily now in the NFL, everybody can do that. There's no Peyton Manning's anymore. No. You know, right. so luckily for that, it's more of like a what what can it not be? And I feel like any of the young guys coming out, okay, even Sam Howell, if I mean he wasn't getting decapitated, you know, 70 times last year. I feel like he's shown flashes, even though that's not going to be the case. Anybody that is not a stand-up pocket passer will be fine in his offense because when things break down, at least the stencil is there to be able to make things happen. That's where Kyler Murray ate for four years. Mm-hmm. When things broke down, at least receivers and tight ends were in the vicinity to be able to extend plays. And you got to give credit for that, even though that's kind of a backhanded compliment. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? I lied, actually. I do have one more question yeah. for you. Um is this going to be a pass only offense? Like what is, what is the ratio to pass to run that you expect from Cliff Kingsbury's offense now? Listen, the craziest part about 2021, that run that they had seven and oh, 10 and two, um, James Conner was the star. Mm-hmm. Um, James Conner, and it wasn't just running the ball and they ran him to the ground. The, when James Conner was right and he was in space, he could have scored 30 touchdowns that year if he didn't get hurt. And, and if everything would have been, everything would have continued. Like the problem is if that one thing doesn't work, Cliff yeah. Kingsbury melts. Like they rode James Conner, a guy I call it being Arian Fostered, where he got all those touches in Pittsburgh and then he's broken down. It's like, that's what happens with running backs. And you need, um, you need a little bit more restraint with that. So if you got two backs, like, say you have Antonio Gibson, Bryant, and Brian Robinson, you throw the screens, you do all that stuff. It doesn't have to be running the ball to be a running mm-hmm. offense. You know what I mean? It could be screens, things right. like that. And I think that will prove to be, um, you know, a huge positive if that scheme can get right. And if, you know, if Antonio Gibson can be what he is or if they bring in a back and a Brian Robinson can, can improve, 100% it can be that. It just can't be one guy because once that one thing doesn't work, Cliff can't adapt. So he's got to have a couple guys right away to be able to maneuver around when defenses can scheme properly for them. Absolutely. Great stuff from Alex Clancy, brother. You brought up a bunch of things that we're going to talk about further here on the episode. And I'm going to let you get back to it. Locked on Cardinals. Everybody check that out. Alex, thanks for your time, man. Thanks, David. So some really interesting things brought up by Alex there, some confirming some of the concerns I have about Coach Kingsbury, but also some things to help me fight my confirmation bias like I promised you I would. So we're going to dive deeper into that on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find qualified professionals that are right for the role you're looking to fill. That's why you need to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. And LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place 
for you to hire. It gives you access to professionals that you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn does all of that while making the process easy and intuitive. Hiring is easy when you have that many qualified candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And LinkedIn knows the small businesses are wearing lots of hats. So they're constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that'll help you write job descriptions. And two and a half million small businesses have already used LinkedIn for hiring. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Happy Super Bowl to all of those who celebrate with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. And if you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on your couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks and placing some super bets, the game, the food, the commercials, generally good company at your watch party. I'm also a sucker for building my own parlays, but sometimes I get a little too, too cute for my parlays uh, for my own good, but still a lot of fun. And that's the point, right? FanDuel has so many ways for you to end this season with a dub or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but you can also bet on which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today. You'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. So just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up today. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Continuing on now with today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Thanks again for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. Every day or has come back tomorrow. We'll continue talking a little bit about Dan Quinn's introductory press conference, but it's also mailbag day. So if you've got a mailbag question you want to submit, drop it in the YouTube comment section. Insiders, text me directly if you want to become an insider. Again, join subtext.com slash Locked On Commanders and then send me your question as soon as you sign up. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube as well. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every single league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So we just had a really good conversation with Alex Clancy, host of Locked On Cardinals. Here is where the confirmation bias material comes in, right? Because something that Alex Clancy also offered. Players are going to love him. Players are going to love playing for him. They're going to love working for him. And at the end of the day, that's always something that you certainly want if you can get it. Um, it's not mandatory, right? I mean, I don't know that people would necessarily say they love playing for Bill Belichick, love playing for Bill Parcells, but they love the results that those co- coaches got. And really, that's kind of the, the the blueprint, right? If you see a coach that takes that hard line stance with players, it's got to bring success, bro. Like, you can't be... You can't have a really bad personality and also suck. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you have to be really good at your job if you're going to take that personality. So it's good to know that Cliff Kingsbury is a guy that the players uh, can adapt to or can can kind of get along with. But then you look back at that inability to adapt and the confirmation bias there, or the way you fight the confirmation bias there is uh, Coach Dan Quinn. He also announced to us on Monday that he is not calling the defense. We, we all expected him to be the play caller for the defense because that's kind of the trend and and that's certainly what what usually happens. But Coach Dan Quinn said that defensive coordinator Joe Witt Jr. will be calling the defense. Cliff Kingsbury will be calling the offense. And the great thing about that is it allows Coach Quinn maximum ability to provide oversight. So if Cliff Kingsbury is not adapting, if Cliff Kingsbury is in the weeds and unable to find his way out of it, if he is 
calling go routes on third and two because he can't see the forest through the trees. Dan Quinn, hopefully, can, will, and will keep Cliff Kingsbury grounded and provide that aspect of information that maybe uh, Coach Kingsbury wouldn't find on his own. Also talking about the unpreparedness of the Arizona Cardinals back under Coach Kingsbury. Um, didn't really know who the leader is. We know who the leader is. The leader here is Dan Quinn, again, providing that oversight because he's not running half of this team on game day. He's running the entire team, but his attention is not split one way or the other. He has the possibility if the defense is doing great, hey, how do we get the offense rolling? If the offense is doing great, how do we get the defense playing complimentary? If both of those guys are doing great, hey, how do we make sure special teams is ready to not mess it up or to capitalize on the momentum. Strong and present leadership. I think that's really kind of the message that I kind of took away. We'll talk about this here in a minute again uh, from Dan Quinn's uh, press conference. There are three P's that you have to be, that you have to have at a minimum. This is a minimum, right? If you're a leader, there are three P's that you have to have. And, And truth be told, I actually learned this from one of the worst leaders in my military career, but he was absolutely right about this. The three P's you have to have at minimum to be an effective leader, passion, presence and professionalism. You got to be passionate about what you're doing. You got to be there and you have to be a professional. And if you're a defensive coordinator slash head coach, your head coach is calling your defense and your defense is in the weeds and your offense is in the weeds. You're trying to get your defense out of the weeds. Your offense coordinator is off by himself. You are not present there. You might be passionate about the defense, but your offense is rudderless because you're not passionate about them because you just simply can't be. Um, And that's something that Dan Quinn mentioned that he learned from his time in Atlanta. Uh, Alex Clancy also said that Coach Kingsbury is going to be the fun uncle. That's perfectly fine as long as the family is run the way that the patriarch patriarch is establishing. That's Dan Quinn. So Cliff Kingsbury can be the fun uncle as long as he's not telling, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, because of the the analogy we're using here, the players would be the children in the family. Want to make sure, not calling these guys kids, not calling them immature, nothing like that, but just because of the fun uncle analogy, that would make the players the kids. Dan Quinn is the father. Respect the rules of the father. Be the fun uncle within those rules. Uh, now, another take that he said that uh, also kind of goes against what I said is that Drake May has been eliminated from consideration. Alex Clancy actually said that Drake May may be the perfect Cliff Kingsbury quarterback. Um, something that's interesting about Drake May, we'll get more into Drake May as we get into this offseason and draft preparation. So then I'm not going to do a full-blown scouting report right now on him. But uh, Drake May's offensive coordinator at UNC until 2023, Phil Longo, very good friends with Cliff Kingsbury. I reached out to Coach Longo on Monday, and he basically told me that Cliff Kingsbury is great, really impacted the way Phil Longo has seen the game. That you're talking as coach-to-coach uh, uh, peers, right? So if Phil Longo coached Drake May with success because of what Cliff Kingsbury has, has been able to impart on him, then you assume Drake May probably fits that mold as well. What about Caleb Williams? Well, Alex clearly kind of agrees with me that maybe Cliff doesn't deserve as much credit as he's getting for working with Caleb Williams also doesn't deserve a, a whole lot of blame for USC's offense regressing. Uh, the bottom line about the quarterback situation guys is that Cliff Kingsbury does not limit who Washington takes as a passer. Bottom line is you just need it, not a pocket passer, but you're not limited to one guy. Caleb Williams can do that job. Drake may looks like, and again, I'll have to confirm by studying myself, but according to Alex Clancy, um, he can do that job. Jaden Daniels could possibly do that job. Michael Penix might be mobile enough to do that job. Right. There's there's options here. Trade back and get a quarterback. Certainly you could still do that. Nurture versus nature is something we're going to talk about a lot with these quarterback uh, prospects. And then the last thing that I really, really wanted to hit on in this segment, guys, is the Cliff Kingsbury air raid misgivings. And this is something that Coach Longo deals with in the college game. He is considered an air raid coach. But if you go back to Sam Howell's best year in North Carolina, remember, he had two running backs go in the NFL draft. That was part of the exodus 
of talent from North Carolina that Sam had to deal with the next year that a lot of people blame for his dip in production that next year, next season. Both of them played in Phil Longo's air raid offense. So again, air raid does not just automatically in today's game mean all passing all the time. Uh, in fact, according and again, to Alex Clancy's point, James Conner was the star of that 2021-2022 team, which was Kingsbury's best year in Arizona. And when you go through the numbers here, 2019, Arizona ranked 19th in rush attempts. That was Kingsbury's first year in Arizona. In 2020, they ranked sixth in rush attempts. 2021, 7th in rush attempts. 2022, 19th in rush attempts. So definitely some wide, wide margins there. Something I'll, pl- I'll probably ask him about when we speak to him next week at his introductory press conference after the Super Bowl. But if you look at it, the two seasons that the Cardinals finished 19th in rush attempts, uh, in 2019 and 2022, they also finished with losing records, 5-10-1 and 4-13 and in the other. The two seasons that they finished top 10 in rush attempts, they finished 8-8-1, eight and eight and one. they finished 11-6 and six in others. Now, again, it's not a direct correlation, run the ball in a Cliff Kingsbury offense and you're going to be successful. But, you know, the defense has a part to do with that. If they're giving up a lot of points, that's going to force you to throw the ball sooner, things like that. But at the end of the day, just like pretty much every offensive coordinator says, if you can find that balance, then you're probably doing pretty good for yourself. Cliff Kingsbury, uh, I do. Once you look at those numbers, I think you see an offensive coordinator that is willing and and able to find that balance. And that's him doing it as a head coach at the same time. So he's got all these other things in his mind. Now that he's just focusing on what's happening on the offensive side of the ball and he's got Dan Quinn in his ear, I feel like we can probably be pretty confident that Cliff Kingsbury, if running is, is what makes sense, that's what the Cliff Kingsbury offense will do. But they will have plenty of deep shots dialed up uh, and available as well. So, a big part of soothing these concerns rests on new head coach Dan Quinn and his oversight and his management, his leadership, not just of the locker room, but also of his coordinators. And I got to say, my first impression after meeting the man on Monday, it's a pretty good one. That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Commanders brought to you by DoorDash, who asks, why would you root for your team on an empty stomach? If you're in the stadium, you're getting snacks, you're getting food, you're getting drinks, do it at home as well. Order on DoorDash and save on your watch party favorites for the NFL uh, coming up here, the final game of the year. NBA is in action. Baseball is right around the corner. Hockey's going on. Order pizza, wings, soda, burgers, even just the buns. If that's all you need. Go to DoorDash, get it all delivered without missing the game. Score your best deals on groceries, restaurants, retail, and more. All of your favorite places are on the app so you can shop everything you need to get game day ready or get prepared before game day. Stock up on your favorite appetizers, order all your tailgate gear on DoorDash, and then get ready to watch your favorite team win. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order after downloading the DoorDash app and using the code LOCKED23. Again, that code LOCKED23 for 50% off up to a $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app, spend $15 or more. Subject to change, terms apply. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. Today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by eBay Motors that brings that passion, that drive, and that patience. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and even level it up to peak performance, whether it's superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whatever you're looking for, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you're always going to find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, 
you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts that you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Wrapping up today's episode of Locked On Commanders, and we're going to hear now from Dan Quinn from his introductory press conference on Monday. I wanted to ask Coach Quinn about the evolution of his defensive theology, and not only did he answer it, but guys, he gave a really great answer. So here it is. Good afternoon, gentlemen. David Harrison, Sports Illustrated. Coach, welcome to D.C. Thanks, David. Um, I noticed over your your track record, stylistically, scheme-wise, uh, however you want to call it, you're, you've kind of shifted from a little bit more even front to odd front defenses. Can you just kind of talk about from a football theology standpoint that evolution of your defenses? Sure. And I think it's, uh, it's good to know that, like, I'll tell you a quick story of why, like, you have to evolve and it does have to change. And um, during that time of reflection, I said in between uh, leaving Atlanta and going to Dallas, I think I referred to Josh and Adam and like, you know, did a 360 on myself. The other thing I did during that time defensively was we put the tape together from 2013 to 2020. So that included Seattle and it included Atlanta because it was really the same system in those eight years of defense. And what had once been good was no longer good enough. And so playing three deep the way that we did in Seattle and early on in Atlanta, there were some good things that went along with that. As it went further, more completions when you played this kind of vision zone, more troubled routes. And there's some excellent offensive coaches, so they knew this and this causes them problems and this and this. So coming back for that second lap, I knew I wasn't going to rinse and repeat. What were some things around the league and in through college ball that could be different? And so coming back into Dallas, the system that we put together will be similar to the one here to say, let's collectively put together the commander's offense and defense. So that's why it evolved, where some things were good early on and they changed. Some things can stand the test of it, this front, this thing, but it did have to evolve, especially on the coverage side. The the offense and the quarterbacks were moving ahead faster than that scheme would allow. And so that is why Having that space for me, although it sucked and it was depressing and pissed you off, there was this silver lining in that that made me become a better coach because I had to look at myself, not just from the, the the lens of a head coach, but I also had to look at it from a lens on defense. I had to look at it. Why weren't we good enough in four-minute offense? I wanted to go back and find it through those years. And so that's why I was so adamant about when you get those lessons, like you want to go and run with them to prove it. And so they've been in my pocket <laughs> on some things and others I got to the show through, you know, my time in Dallas. And that was a fun process to go through. So that's where it was, where things evolved and change. And, you know, in five or six years from now, it won't be the same exact things anymore either. So you have to constantly keep pushing. You've got to be innovative. You've got to be on the edge of things. Not all the things that you try work. You know, like it goes like this. So sometimes in OTAs and training camp, let's look at a coverage or look at a blitz and then take it out. It's too busy. takes too much time. If if a player has to overthink it, it's not the right call. You know, I want them, you know, from the lens of their vision in the helmet that they can go and really attack. And if I have to make them overthink it, whether it be at the quarterback position, this check to this check to this check, or as a defensive play caller uh, to this, to this, to this, and they have to slow down where they can't play fast and aggressive and hitting, then it's not the right fit. So there's some trial and error, but um, 
it is part of coaching that makes this profession so much fun because it's always evolving. It's never, you don't get bored doing this. So it feeds into my good, okay, what's next personality. But I do like that there's something next and it's next and it's next and you better keep up and, or you get left behind on some things. And I learned that lesson. And so that's why evolving and having a plan of how to do that each off season, that's a really big deal. I got to tell you, you know, he said earlier in the press conference that it goes beyond scheme and, and, you know, their scheme and their style and style is more important and more of the focus and, and all those things. I'm completely tracking all that, but I will tell you, man, this answer that he gave is chock full of true leadership. Like we've, we've talked about leadership a lot on this show guys. And this answer not not just this one. There are several other answers, but this answer is a huge, huge indicator of why people call Dan Quinn one of the best leaders in the NFL. So he talks about the need to evolve. What I really loved was Dan Quinn coming out of his tenure in, in Atlanta. You listen to him. He says he studied film of all of his defense from 2013 to 2020. 2020 is the year that he got fired from the Atlanta Falcons. So he got fired from the Atlanta Falcons and he didn't take this approach of, Ah, uh, they don't know what they're talking about. Ah, uh, they didn't give me enough support. Oh, uh, it was my coordinator's fault. No, he took his film from 2013 to 2020. So he took film from when he was successful and from when he was unsuccessful and said, what am I missing? What, what went wrong? Where did this thing get derailed? Something that he said, quote, I knew I wasn't going to rinse and repeat, end quote. That is exactly what you want to hear from Dan Quinn if you're someone who's concerned about the quote-unquote retread head coach. Also, admitting that it sucked right? Admitting that it was a really hard lesson to learn, admitting that it was a real big ego blow. That's something that a lot of people in this profession don't ever do. In fact, you'll actually hear people say in this profession, you never want to show weakness. You never want to acknowledge weakness. This is Dan Quinn telling you it sucked. Guys, he packaged seven years, eight seasons of football to find out why it sucked. And he sat through it. And imagine watching yourself get fired over and over again. You know what I mean? Like he watched the, the, the 2017 to 2020 tape that got him fired. And he did it with the intention of how do I make sure we don't have follow those missteps again? That is a very big indicator of true leadership is not only are you willing to accept your flaws, but you go seeking them out. And when you get the opportunity, this is why I asked him the question. I didn't ask him the question because I simply wanted to know Why'd you go for four down line and a three down line? That's not the point of the question. The point of the question is what inspired the evolution and what he's telling you is the, what inspired the evolution was getting fired. That is what he's telling you. And he's telling you that publicly on a live stream to a commander's fan base, hundreds of thousands deep. That's leadership guys. That is leadership. He's running with his lessons. He's not running from them. That's leadership. Having a feel for what your scheme is doing to the players that is leadership. Leadership is a service. Leadership is an action. This is something that we've talked about many times. Um, that's what really got me excited about Dan Quinn. Again, this is a first impression, but it's a really good first impression. So that's why I wanted you guys to hear that. That's why I wanted to break that down a little bit further. Very impressive stuff. Coming up tomorrow, we're going to talk more about Dan Quinn's first impressions. It's also mailbag time. If you got a question, drop it in the comments or text me directly. Go to joinsubtext.com slash commanders to become an insider today. As always, thank you for making Locked On Commanders your first listener, first view today and every day. Every day, thanks for coming through. 
I know you you had to listen to leadership again. We're going to talk leadership some more. I promise you, it's it's my passion. It's it's one of the things that I love about life. Thank you so much for making me a part of your day, part of your routine. Until we speak again, please, if you're out about, be safe, be kind. I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.